Would you rather your fingers hurt from knitting or your back hurt from landscaping? Pick a side, stupid. Welcome to Pick a Side, Stupid, a comedy debate show that covers the important issues. Now, here's your host, Sean Carter. So uh, neither of us big Ben Stiller fans. Right. The, the, the crowd at Maggie's demanded a Ben Stiller debate. The crowd are like five people. It might have been like five people. Yeah. It felt like a lot at the time, though. Okay. They were very vocal about it. Okay. Um, and then I think those five people maybe didn't come to the show. I think you might be right. So um, they're just going to have to hear it here, I guess. I guess so. If you had to pick a favorite Ben Stiller movie, what would you choose? I know you're, you don't love Ben Stiller, but what, what would you go with? And even just a bit role or him directing and not even appearing in the movie. What, what would you choose? Reality Bites. Interesting. I like that movie. Okay. I loved Ethan Hawke in that movie. Yeah. Were you like, why would somebody choose Ben Stiller over Ethan Hawke? Yes. <laughs> I thought Ethan Hawke was super high. He's not aged well. I loved Winona Ryder. I love the music in the movie. It like played into my like wannabe 90s angst. I, I didn't was... know Ethan Hawke had not aged well. Have you seen him recently? No, but I just... Oh, uh, I... let me show you. Oh, okay. It's... Oh, man. Yeah, what's wrong with that? He's like an older guy. Well, I just think he looks gross now, and I used to think he was really hot. Well, he's not a young man anymore. Well, neither... He's an old fella. Okay. None of these are as bad as... I feel like the last time I saw him on TV. It doesn't matter. He's starting to look a little bit like Sugar Ray. Mm, that but, is accurate. Thanks. That's that's my whole point. Mark I like McGrath. the movie Reality Bites. Um, it's the only good thing that Ben Stiller has been a part of. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. I have to disagree with you there because I'm not <laughs> a big Ben Stiller fan, but Dodgeball was great even though he wasn't great I did like Dodgeball. Um, he was fine in that. I mean, like he played a douchebag that was unlikable. He, which... Yeah, he played his part. Yeah. But I always think his, like, I don't know, just his way of playing a douchebag is just so, like, it's so silly that it's not, like, I don't know, I kind of want to hate the guy for real yeah. when, when somebody's playing a douchebag. But he's, like, so silly that you're just, like, clearly this is a silly movie. His most acting. iconic roles, he's just, like, overacting to the point where, like, it's not, it's just, like, a caricature. Yeah. And I, people like that, so. I think his best role was in... um Happy Gilmore as like the orderly or the nurse or yeah, whatever. Yeah, but the still like song. overacting. Yeah. That's like the same role he's played in many movies. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, that's who he is. I don't care about him. So we're in agreement. Not big Ben Stiller fans, but this entire show is about Ben Stiller. Sure. His and dad is great. His dad's great. Apparently his mom's great, but I don't know anything about his mom. Oh, yeah. People were posting about that. Yep. But I don't know anything about her. But I'm sure he's fine. He's I'm just... sure he's probably a fine guy. He's probably a great guy. He doesn't seem great, but maybe he is. You know, people give a lot of credit for the Ben Stiller show. It had yeah, a great... Yeah, I never... I'm not familiar. Great so cast of writers. can't comment. But point is, you and I are not huge fans of it, but I think even still, the show, the debate about it was very enjoyable. Yes, agreed. So, um, let's just get right into the debate. Sounds good. 
All right, this show is recorded live at Maggie's Lounge in Quincy. We are there every Friday night at 7 p.m. So come down and join us sometime. It's always more fun to be in the crowd with the people. And I get to give a shout-out to our newest patron at the bracket level, Caitlin Marie Hall. She has been wonderfully supportive all along for years now. We've been doing comedy in Quincy and Boston and the area. Uh, Caitlin's always been there to support us, and we appreciate that very much. Thank you, Caitlin. All right, now we're going to hop right into the show. Enjoy, everyone. Hello, everybody. How are you doing this evening? Great. Welcome to the show. I like I can just hear somebody say, hello, Sean, right from the front row. Okay, so uh, tonight we're talking about Ben Stiller, and our categories are Dodgeball, Heavyweights, Zoolander, Mystery Men, and those are all the movies he's ever been in, I'm pretty sure, so I think we got them all. But just in case there's any other movies that I forgot to write down, we've got Wild Card, which could be about any other movie that he's been in, or about his personal life, or anything at all. It could just be a question you had about life. All right, so to start the bracket round, everybody, please welcome Joe Polana and Tyler Tuttle. Yeah. All right, um, Joe, do you want to go first or second? Could I go second, please, Sean? Okay. Tyler, you can pick from Dodgeball, Heavyweights, Mystery Men, or Mystery Wild men. Card. Mystery Men, please. Okay. Your Mystery Men question is... I think you wrote all of these, Tyler. Oh, no, here's one. Okay. Uh, this one's from Ken Green. He asks, your name is Casanova Frankenstein. Which part do you identify with more, the Casanova part or the Frankenstein part? I didn't get my medical degree for nothing. I'm Dr. Frankenstein, and I build dead bodies together. I cut them up, I sew them together, I shock them up, and they do shit for me. It's great. What's Casanova do? He fucks chicks, whatever. I'm sure Frankenstein fucked. He's a doctor. Who doesn't want to fuck a doctor? I want to fuck a doctor. They have health insurance. I fuck someone for health insurance. I don't need it. They're a doctor. What am I talking about? No, yeah. Um, I, Casanova, fuck it. It's boring. It's, you wear a cape. He's got that coke nail, which is kind of cool. But doctors can do coke off of so many more impressive surfaces. <laughs> they got scales for weighing babies. You ever do coke off a baby weighing scale? It's better than Time. a fingernail. Victor Frankenstein was a 19th century doctor. Very different. <laughs> They're like, hey, what if I gave a leech electricity and put it on you? <laughs> That's not who I want to fuck. I don't want to fuck Mike Pence. Who once famously said, Frankenstein, the straightest guy around. <laughs> He's got so much electricity in him. That's how you get straight. Uh, Casanova, he's like, I don't care if you're gay or straight. I'll fuck you. I'm French. 
He once escaped from a French prison. That's pretty cool. <laughs> also, pretty easy. They're not like known for their prisons. <laughs> I mean, Frankenstein was a good enough doctor to reanimate a fucking corpse. I like to see any of the hacks at Mass General do that. <laughs> he didn't even, Joe knew Casanova is an indefensible position, so he just attacked Frankensteins. That's discrimination against Frankensteins. Oh, the worst kinds. All right. Oh, because Germans in the 19th century never did anything reprehensible. <laughs> I'm talking Crimean War. This isn't even World War II yet. They weren't bad for a while, historically. Read a book. <laughs> Frankenstein is a book. You can't even be mad at me unless you're reading books. Casanova never read, just fucked. That's all I'm here for. Time. Yeah. All right. You both presented solid cases here. Uh, however, I have to hand the win here to Tyler Tuttle. All right. Next up, everybody, please welcome Bill McMorrow and Chloe Cunha. Hey, buddy. All right. Um, Bill, do you want to go first or second? Hi, Bill. I just arrived. Good timing. Good timing. Cold hands, warm heart, you know? That's what they say. Yeah, you can go second. Okay, uh, Chloe, you can pick from dodgeball, heavyweights, or wild card. Oh, boy, I have so much to catch up on. Okay, um, is heavyweights a movie? Yeah. Wow. It's a Ben Stiller movie. Never heard of that. Um Okay. Yeah, fuck it. Let's do wild card. Wild yeah. card. All right. Your question <laughs> is from James Sheehan. He asks, what's the tougher job? I think this one has to do with Zoolander. Okay. Uh, what's the tougher job, being a male model or... We had too many Zoolander questions. It's a very popular, very popular movie. All right. Chloe, what's the tougher job, being a male model or working in a coal mine? Oh, yeah. Hmm. This is a tough one. One of them, uh, you know, you're working your body to the bone. You're just exhausted all the time. Nobody appreciates you. Um, and then the other one is coal mining. So... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, male models. They've got it so tough. That's good. There's got to be the male models. Uh, it's so tough being beautiful. Um, I, I would know. Uh, <laughs> it's very hard. I, I, someone asked me to be a female model once, and I was like, I'm sorry. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to make it too difficult for the other models. So <laughs> I had to turn them down. Um, it's actually a true story. I was too so short. It's a real reason. <laughs> But uh, I've got a weird face, and they like that. Uh, no, yeah, it's so hard being a model. You know, you just got faces. That was hard, and that, that wasn't even my A game. You know, 
just came from an Uber. I I, I kept my faces to myself, and so you know, uh, John. Be in the mail. Ah. Uh. The toughest job that ever was was that of a coal miner. <laughs> prove, prove me wrong. <laughs> Have you ever mined coal? <laughs> Fuck. It's even tougher now because there's only one guy that does it. In the whole country. He just fucking drives around to the different mines. He's like, well, I guess I'm here for the next 16 to 24 months. And I know, I know that this is true because I was born a coal miner's daughter. <laughs> in a cabin in the hills of Butcher's Hollow. Well, you guys know the rest probably if you've seen the movie. Sissy Spacek, she was wonderful and she deserved the Oscar and she got the Oscar. But the movie didn't get the Oscar and I think that's crazy because nobody else... Has the Academy ever mined coal? <clears throat> It's, it's serious. It's a dying industry. And, you know, we got to figure out time. I, I was asked to mine coal, but uh, I had to say no. I don't want to make it too hard for the other coal miners. Um, yeah, I'd be too good at it. Yeah, just look at these delicate little coal mining fingers. You know. You know how, how you need delicate fingers to mine coal. Um, because you, cause you, with your hands, you rummage around. Um, so, yeah, a lot of people don't know that. Uh, that's true. I, it's true. I, it, it is... Time. Yeah. And they're not even called male models. You call them waiters. Right? You're not supposed... It's a new day. It's a new time. We talk differently, and we respect each other, you bunch of... Well, I was just about to be disrespectful, but I caught myself <laughs> at the end. And I think that proves that we're all learning something. Or at least I am. I can't speak for you assholes. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I fucked it up at the end. I was trying to be nice, and then I called you all assholes. I'm not even sure if you heard it the first time. but Time. <laughs> all right. This episode's going to be very popular in the middle of the country. Uh, all right, I'm going to hand the win here to Bill McMorrow. Thanks, Bill. Look at Sean's hair. Do the flip. Flip your hair down. Flip it down. Look at that. That is delightful. Oh, God. Okay. Um, next up, everybody, please welcome Alan Richardson and Trisha D'Onofrio. Okay. Alan, would you like to go first or second? I'll go second, please, Sean. Okay, Trisha, you can pick from dodgeball or heavyweights. Dodgeball, baby. All right. Dodgeball. Your question is, which is easier to dodge, a wrench or a ball? Excellent question. I'm going to go a ball because the stakes aren't that high, so you're more likely to be agile and active, whereas... When the state of your brain is on the line with a wrench, that's not your A game. You're weak, okay? Um, and I just feel like dodgeball is a lot more fun played with a ball. Like, when you're playing with a wrench, you're gonna, you could die. And maybe you deserve to. <laughs> All 
Wait, so you, it's harder, you said it's harder to dodge a ball? No. Harder to dodge a wrench? No. What was the question? <laughs> Which is easier to dodge, a easier wrench or dodge. a ball? When you said a ball. I said it's easier to dodge a ball. Yeah, no, that's where I got lost. Hey. <laughs> it is easier to dodge a wrench. I just chose not too early in my life. <laughs> Here's the thing, it's easier to dodge a wrench because the situation's gonna come up so much less frequently than a ball. I walk by baseball fields, people are throwing balls at me. I walk by a soccer field, they illegally pick it up and throw the balls at me. It's horrible, I'm, I'm fat and I'm balding and it's just an easy target for these kids. It's so hard to dodge these balls, but the wrench, the fat mechanic, you know, he can't throw that well. That's why he didn't keep playing baseball. Time. I think if people are consistently throwing balls at you, you have to wonder what type of message you're putting out into the ether. Because when I walk by a, a field of children playing, they don't do that to me. <laughs> What are you putting out there, Alan? <laughs> it must be nice to walk through life and not look like when Shrek got turned into a real person. <laughs> the energy I put out there is the energy of a child gone through public schooling without any proper guidance. <laughs> And kids know that. And they love throwing balls at that guy. But the mechanic, I sell him weed. Time. All right. A lot of good points here. But I got to hand the win to Alan Richardson. Uh, next up. Everybody, please welcome Sean Rosa and Hallie Griffin. Sean, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay. Hallie, you can pick from any category. Um, let's go wild card. Okay. Your question is from Alan Richardson. Hi. He asks... Would you rather your fingers hurt from knitting or your back hurt from landscaping? Uh, for those of you listening at home, I've been knitting in the audience the whole fucking time. Because <laughs> um, I have very severe ADHD and it's the only way I can pay attention to what's going on upstage. <laughs> Just a little backstory. Um, so I'm going to say, as somebody who has actually worked in landscaping, also this question feels very personal, um, I would rather my fingers hurt from knitting. I know several carpal stretches, um, <laughs> landscaping, uh, from my experience. Um, your dad yells at you the whole fucking time because <laughs> he owns the landscaping business. Um, he only pays you $8 an hour under the table, and he yells at you if you take a break over 20 minutes. Uh, nobody's ever yelled at me for knitting. Um, <laughs> thank you. It is valid. 
Um, <laughs> thanks for acknowledging. If you're taking a picture of me, you have to take it from a very flattering angle. Okay. Um, Time. For those of you listening at home, I've been landscaping throughout the whole show. And I'd rather be working at knitting because my dad owns the knitting company and he fires you if you take too long of a break and he gets really mad when you like knit your hands together. Like you, it's, it's easier than you think. Yeah, landscaping is, uh, is, uh, is good. Listen, you build houses for people to knit in. Wait, no you don't. <laughs> what am I thinking? This is, yeah, that's right. You, 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 you do yard work for people who knit. You can't, you can't knit a tree. You can. Time. All right, um, if uh, Sean Rose had just proved himself a liar, he said he's been landscaping the whole time, and he, then he confused it with carpentry. Two very different kinds of work. I've done both of them. Hey, clap if I've been knitting the whole fucking time. Yeah, I, I am true. Um, what's it? I tell the truth, that's what that's called. Um, <laughs> I am a truth teller. Vote for me. Sean Rose is a liar. <laughs> Listen, I've been, I've been landscaping. I've been carpeting. I've been knitting. I've been crocheting. I've been drinking. I'm a jack of all trades. And, uh, and some of those trades include drinking soda, um, knitting, being very handsome. Listen, that's a job all on its own. Time. That, this is landscaping. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, a lot of good points here, but I'm going to hand the win to Hallie Griffin. All right. Next up, everybody, please welcome Rachel Dunbar and Laura Clark. Okay, Rachel, would you like to go first or second? Uh, second, please. Okay, Laura, you can pick from Zoolander. anything. Okay. <laughs> Your question is from James Sheehan. He asks, what's more embarrassing, giving, giving an acceptance speech for an award you didn't win or giving yourself a severe front wedgie on a runway? <laughs> kind of person you are because those are two those are the two kinds of embarrassment right like the one that's personal of like now everyone knows I'm arrogant and expected to win and that's more I don't want people to know how arrogant I am whereas like a wedgie it can live on in photos but here's the thing in eighth grade I was at my locker I wasn't wearing a belt my butt crack was out someone took a photo it ended up in the yearbook been there done that <laughs> 
I can have a camel toe in another photo that's gonna make the rounds, but I can't have people know that I think highly of myself. It's so humiliating. That's, them's the rules. I don't, I... So here's the thing. I know I'm already great. Whenever I hear I'm at an award show and I hear an award that I'm up for, I already know that I'm going up. That's just who I am. I'm a lovely, beautiful, hardworking black woman, and so I deserve all the awards ever. It's Black History Month, people. And just so you know, when I'm up there accepting all my wonderful black awards, I am wearing the appropriate attire so there are no camel toes or moose knuckles or anything going on down here. Yeah, beautiful, hardworking, strong black women always win the awards they deserve. That's why Beyonce has gone up so many times instead of Adele, Taylor Swift, like Katy Perry, anyway. Uh, I, on the other hand, always wear stirrup pants with suspenders because, honestly, I'm proud. I'm proud. I got a fat pussy. I want everyone to see the, every line, every crease. The Time. <laughs> So, Laura, you're absolutely right. A lot of black women have been snubbed for awards. But here's the thing. 2020, y'all, is all about changes, right? So here's the thing. When I was little, I, too, wore the little pants with the stirrups. So I get what you mean. I was raised by white people. I get it. <laughs> 2020, all about changes. Time. Hamilton, 2020. <laughs> all right. A lot of good points here, but I got to hand the win to Laura Clark. <laughs> Next up. <laughs> I really didn't expect that part of the argument. <laughs> um by the way, if you see, like, Laura had the shirt on that says, like, Pass 300 Club. It's the uh, Pick a Side Stupid Sweatshirts. We got them in today. Uh, the reason it says Pass 300 is because it's people that have acquired 300 points on the show, which means that you've either written, like, 150 questions that made it onto the show or uh, won, like, 60 debates on this show or uh, paid me $300 for the shirt. <laughs> One of those three things. Um, so yeah, it's just for people that have been very involved in this and been great for a long time on the show. Um, yeah, <laughs> Sean bought his, that's right. All right, next up, everybody please welcome Shelly Grunberg and Angela Sawyer. All right, um, Shelly, do you wanna go first or second? I'll go second, Sean. Okay, Angela, you can pick from dodgeball, heavyweights, or mystery men. Uh, Mystery Man. Okay. Your question is from Tyler Tuttle. He asks, are you going to give up... <laughs> are you going to give up and eat that egg salad sandwich 
or are you going to go out there and save the city? I don't know if you guys heard, but 2020 is the year of fat pussy. (laughs) Which I think means that I'm going to save the city without lifting a fucking finger. Seems like it'll go really easily. Uh, uh, Yeah, I do. (laughs) I don't, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm going to save the city by doing absolutely nothing, and uh, it seems like it's going to work. Uh, yeah, bringing the boys to the yard. That's what I'm doing. Uh, great. Great. Guys, I've fucked a DJ, so I'm no stranger to settling, I guess is what I'm telling you. You know, I'm going to give up. I'm going to have a seat, fatten my pussy. <laughs> And spend the rest of my days just just chomping. Y'all watched me put away an p- entire pizza like Garfield earlier. <laughs> that was I didn't even break a sweat on that. That was easy for me. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. I just looked and the pizza was gone. <laughs> so I guess what I'm saying is I don't think I'm capable of saving any cities. I'm not even capable of saving myself. <laughs> gonna stop a villain. I can't even stop me. (laughs) I guess in a way I am a villain. (laughs) Don't awe. I'm spiteful. Time. Okay, if the competition is fucking sad, guys, I'm so sorry I have you beat really badly. (laughs) People who dropped out of clown college, like, Making those people happier does make the city better. (laughs) The way to save the city is to fuck one sad guy at a time. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Listen, I've definitely fucked sad guys, and they definitely are still radicalized. (laughs) You know, they're definitely still out and about making SoundCloud rhymes. I've brought the sad guys I fucked here to watch me do this. (laughs) and you know what they still suck they didn't stop they're never gonna stop (laughs) that's one thing I've learned you know you can't save them it's contagious they'll make you worse (laughs) time alright lot of good points here but I gotta hand the win to Angela Sawyer Yeah. I know that it is probably a little surprising that Shelly ate an entire uh, pizza on her own, but the Garfield reference is a little off because he's a lasagna guy. But it would be it would be way more like weird if she was sitting in the back of the room eating lasagna, right? Because they do not serve that here. <laughs> All right, we're in between rounds. Let's, let's, uh, let's read our no contest questions. These are ones that didn't quite make it onto the show. One of them will be our final question of the night to decide our winner for the evening. And another one or two we'll put up as audio just for the patrons uh, through our Patreon. 
But you guys can watch it anyways because you're here. All of you leave the room when we ask these last two questions. Um, all right. First one, Mike Giordano asks, I have nipples. Can you milk me? Okay. Yeah, I forgot to say, make some noise for the question that you would like to hear the most uh, during the debate. Okay. Chair Palapple asks, what is the more dated cameo, Chuck Norris or Lance Armstrong? Ken Green asks, yes or no, is there more to life than being really, really, really ridiculously good looking? Okay. Um, May Keith asks, why you been acting so messed up toward me? Is it, I guess I was threatened because your career is just blossoming and mine is beginning to wind down, or maybe I was scared, man. Okay. This is another cat one. Mike Giordano asks, uh, would you rather get your dates come in your hair outside of a sexual situation or try to milk a cat? Okay. Zach Jones, he asks, would you rather play dodgeball against Vince Vaughn or play basketball against Philip Seymour Hoffman? Okay. And last one is from Mike Giordano. He asks, would you rather get a fishing hook caught through your lip or run a zipper over your genitals? Okay. Nobody wants to hear that. Some people do, but then others, like, really don't. Okay. All right, that one I'll put aside. Next up, everybody please welcome Alan Richardson and Bill McMorrow. It's a father and son combo coming to the stage right now. Helping him up. Uh, <laughs> He's a good boy. All right. Be nice to him. Alan, do you want to <laughs> go good first boy. or second? I'll go second, please, like a good boy. Okay. Bill, you can pick from anything but wild card. Anything, I can choose any one of these Except wild categories. card. Except for wild card. Yeah. Well, what is, how come? All right. I guess we don't have time to get into why not, but. I mean, could you just take a moment and say why not? Oh, yeah, sure. We don't have time for a full explanation. The last question all, was from Wildcard, so we're, know. we're moving on. To okay, I'll take, uh, I'll take, uh, I'll take, I'll take, uh, what does that first one say again? Time. I'll take, I'll do dodgeball, please. Dodgeball, okay. Your dodgeball question is from Tyler Tuttle. He asks, would you rather electrocute your nipples in no, order to keep no, your whatever body? Whatever the other thing is, I want to do. Why would I want to do that? What's the second one? Is it death? If it's not death, I'll take it. Just have a bite of a donut. I just figured I would hold the microphone so you can get through it. Yeah. Okay, would you rather electrocute your nipples in order to keep your body fat percentage low or just have a bite of a donut? Right. You didn't even have to take that away. I'll do the donut. 
I'm not going to cuck myself with a donut. I'm going to give myself the sexual gratification of electrocuting my nipples. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, can, you hold, can you just hold this picture of Ted Kaczynski for a minute while I finish this? He looks so much like the fucking Unabomber. Look at him. He's work. He's got. Uh, he's gonna have his manifesto printed in the Patriot Ledger in the weekend edition. So pick it up. It's only like fourteen dollars. Now nah, it's very expensive. Have you ever seen it? Does anybody know what a newspaper is? Go look at it. They're unreasonably expensive. Two dollars. I don't think so. Let me remind you about someone else who loved electricity, Doctor Frankenstein. Yeah, you're telling me I could reanimate my own half-corpse of a body and get sexual gratification from electrocuting my nipples and have more than one bite of a donut? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Am I right? Yes. You... Well, hey. Go ahead. <laughs> he gets to eat the donut, too? Yeah, my nipples are all fucked up, so I get to eat it now. Time. All right. You know, tough to choose, but uh, only one of you called me Ted Kaczynski. So, and that guy went to Harvard, right? And that is true. That is true. It's kind of a compliment. It's okay. kind of like I called you a smarty pants. Yeah. All right. Um, I have to hand the win here to Alan Richardson. But it's only because it's only because of the Unabomber thing. Other th other than that, just because I uh, referenced you in a mass murder. All right, that seems reasonable. Let's get you to bed, Dad. All right. All right. Next up, everybody, please welcome Hallie Griffin and Ken Green. All right, Hallie, do you want to go first or second? Uh, second, please. Okay, Ken, you can pick from heavyweights, Zoolander, or Mystery Men. I'm curious about heavyweights, so I'm going to go with Mystery Men. <sighs> All right, your question is from Nick Martucci. He asks, you have the power of invisibility. What's the worst catch that you have to get completely naked to not be seen or that you can only turn invisible when no one is looking? What's the worst one? Yeah. Uh, probably when no one's looking because, you know, I mean, you want somebody not to see you, not be seen. So I don't know. Uh, how does that work? You want to not be seen. You want to be seen, not being seen. <laughs> you know, what's the point of uh, what's the point of like not being seen if nobody sees you not there? <laughs> you know, that's ridiculous. Like, I, I want I want them to not see me, but if I'm like off somewhere else, not by myself, not being seen, then that's you know. But if a if a tree falls in the forest. <laughs> You know, but I want to. I want to not be seen, not being seen. Um, I propose to you. You're in a conversation with somebody you hate. 
What better passive-aggressive move to just make eye contact and while they're talking, go invisible? <laughs> and they can't even find you afterwards to yell at you because you're invisible. Shut up. <laughs> I don't like that nobody's laughing at my valid point and then you can all hear the other people in the other room. Yeah, yeah. I, d I don't like that whatsoever. Um, also, another point. Boston Winters. Do you really want to be naked in Boston Winters? That would be so annoying to disrobe just so you could be invisible. Although I guess um, if you have to keep your clothes on, the passive-aggressive move doesn't work as well <laughs> that I just came up with. <laughs> okay, I guess you need to come up with clothes that like Sue Storm or like Violet from the Incredibles. Chime. I was a lonely kid when I grew up. I was like, went to Catholic school, nobody talked to me. You know, yeah, that's true, that's true. I was serious, I, I went to Catholic school, nobody talked to me, I was nobody's friend. I would sit there quiet, the only, fr only, only friend I had was Sister Rosalima, who's my only friend. You know, and at times I wish I was invisible, but she was there, so it was pointless. But they didn't see me then, so I want them to not see me and really miss me. So if Time. <laughs> Why are your hands so cold? Okay. No, you're not. Um, <laughs> can see you. Um, hey, if we're just telling sad stories about our childhood for points, my dad threw a wrench at me once. <laughs> Is that relevant? Oh, no, I didn't dodge it. You know why? Because I was visible. If I were invisible, what, yeah, I brought it all the way back around. So vote for me. Time. Oh, boy. All right. Um, yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, but I think Ken's funny part was more on point with the debate. So I'm going to hand the win here to Ken Green. Ahem. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, so our finalists tonight, everybody please welcome Ken Green and Alan Richardson. All right, so I'm going to ask this question then. Okay, um, so Ken, do you want to go first or second? Oh, first again. All right. Your question is from Zach Jones. He asks, would you rather play dodgeball against Vince Vaughn or play basketball against Philip Seymour Hoffman? Oh, definitely the basketball, because A, I mean, I'm, I'm not super, I'm not great at basketball. People think, oh, he's a black guy, he's kind of talking, must be good at basketball. No, I'm not. But I can definitely beat Philip Seymour Hoffman. So number one, he's dead. <laughs> and I will dunk and pearl all over his ass right now. I was like, I'll, I'll between the legs, between his legs, you know, whatever and stuff. Um, I'm not good at soccer. What's, what's the other choice? Soccer? Uh, dodgeball. Dodgeball. Oh, no, I hate that. I played, I, I played dodgeball. That is a brutal, vicious sport played by bullies and, 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 and uh, 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 I was going to say misogynists, but that's the wrong word. What's the, <laughs> well, misogynists and masochists. There you go. Both, both of the M words play that sport. Play basketball. I play basketball with a dead man any day, because you know he needs the exercise. You know, he's just laying there. So yeah, well I'll, I'll take basketball with 
uh, dead Philip Seymour Hoffman. I would 100% love to play dodgeball with Vince Vaughn. It's an easy gym kind of game. I can ask him all the industry tips I've always wanted to know. Like, how was Swingers? That's really all I had for him. <laughs> how ashamed are you of True Detective Season 2, Vince? <laughs> but if I go to play basketball against Philip Seymour Hoffman, alive or dead, I look too much like him. I, like... Like, I can't have, like, two pudgy, pasty white guys playing basketball together. I don't need that kind of humility. That's why I have to dodge so many balls and wrenches in my life. But dodgeball with Vince Vaughn, you can maybe hit him in the nuts. And I could tell you that story for the rest of my life. I might not succeed in anything in my life, but if I could tell you I hit Vince Vaughn in the testicles with a dodgeball make my day. But if I saw a YouTube video of me playing basketball, I'll kill myself. You know, yeah, that's a, it's a great story. I hit Vince Vaughn the balls with a, bas a dodgeball. That's great. You know what's a more amazing story people want to hear? I hit a dead Philip Seymour Hoffman in the balls with a uh, basketball. That's a story people want to hear. Like, where, where did you meet him? How did you find him dead? Did you dig him up? Was he already there? <laughs> what was he doing on the basketball court? You know, like, they want to know all those answers. Oh, Ken's got a clean enough reputation. People are going to ask those questions. <laughs> Someone finds out I'm playing basketball with a corpse. They're going to be like, you have a basketball hoop in your weird sex dungeon, you freak? <laughs> Are you trying to wear the skin of Philip Seymour Hoffman because that's who you feel like you are? The guy from Boogie Nights? Who's in Boogie Nights? I didn't fuck that up. Good. Because that is the character I identify with most from him. Which, I know. Which is why it would be really much cooler for me to not Time. play Time. All right. Well, as you all know, there's no way that I could pick the final winner of the night, so I need you all to go to the Facebook group right now and vote on who you think won. Go to the Pick a Side Stupid Facebook group and vote for either Ken Green or Alan Richardson. And now, for our winner for the evening, you all voted. You all put your vote in, and you made your choice. And our winner for this evening is... Alan Richardson. That was Pick a Side, Stupid. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. All right, that's our show for this week. Thank you so much for listening. These shows are recorded live at Maggie's Lounge every Friday night at 7 p.m. So come on down to Quincy for some delicious pizza and a great beer selection. There's also a show every Monday night at Maggie's Lounge. There's a comedy quiz show hosted by May Key, followed by a comedy open mic at 9 p.m. hosted by Sean Rosa. So 8 p.m. May Key, 9 p.m. Sean Rosa, Monday nights, Maggie's Lounge. And if you want to watch some stand-up comedy on a Wednesday night in Boston, head on down to the Poor House on Boylston Street. You can find Ryan Shea hosting that party down in the basement. It's a free show. They got half-priced chicken sandwiches. It is always a good time. So head down to the Poor House on Wednesday nights. 
And if you'd like to join the Patreon to get those bonus episodes or a t-shirt or sweatshirt or mug or butt plug, depending on how much you want to spend, head on over to patreon.com slash pick a side. Thanks, everyone. We will see you next week.